hear me yes we are on live excellent welcome to episode 22 of free weed from danny danko presented to you by high times magazine thank you so much russ uh how's your last three weeks been (laughs) it's been uh tumultuous let's let's put it that way yeah absolutely but you're back and you're on the air and you are the voice of the independent cannabis nation and i really do appreciate you having this show on the network and uh really glad that you uh you bounce back and you're out there and you can do and say whatever you want. So kudos to that. Thank you, Danny. And uh, yeah, I don't want to get too long into this intro because we have so much good stuff coming up. We've got a uh, uh, we're going to handle some news. We're going to talk about the latest edition of High Times magazine. We have an interview with a comedian, Jordan Rock, who's actually Chris Rock's younger brother. Oh, wow. Uh, and also quite a great comedian in his own right and a big uh, friend of the Halflings Leaf. Uh, we're going to do our strain of the week as usual. Uh, we're going to talk about autoflowering and feminized seeds, uh, which is something, a topic that growers are fascinated by. And, uh, you know, it's a polarizing thing among growers as well, whether we should be using those type of seeds. And, uh, you know, I'm going to try to do my best to describe what autoflowering and what feminized are and even what autoflowering feminized are. So um, we're going to do that. We're going to talk to our old friend Kyle Cushman. Uh, out west and uh, get the dates from him. We'll talk about this upcoming Cannabis Cup. And uh, then we're going to talk to Mike Hyde, who's the the father of uh, Cash Hyde, a young boy who's been fighting cancer with cannabis oil. I mean, young, meaning two years old. Yeah. And uh, yeah. the story is amazing. I know you've covered it, of course, and um, I've just been quite moved by it. I have a son uh, right about the same age as Cashy, and what these people have been through and what they've accomplished is uh, very interesting. So we're going to talk to him about that, and um, very excited about it. So uh, I guess we could get into uh, the news a little bit uh, here in New York. A very interesting occurrence. Governor Cuomo came out, as you know, uh, but maybe some of the uh, listeners don't. Uh, our governor came out for uh, ending basically the stop and frisk program, and and uh, you know, the racial disparities have been talked about and covered for a long time. And everybody knows about that here in New York City. We are the pot arrest capital of the world. And um, now something's finally going to be done about it. And our mayor, Bloomberg, was originally against it. Uh, but then as soon as his old buddy, Ray Kelly, who's the police commissioner, came out for it, uh, Bloomberg turned around and said it was OK. So it's very interesting Um that little turnaround by him. And I think it has to do with, um, you know, Ray Kelly's upcoming bid for mayor. He's going to be going against Christine Quinn. He can't come out and uh, lose the black and Latino vote. You're just not going to be mayor in New York City without at least some of that vote. So I do think there's some gamesmanship going on, but I think we're all going to be better off because of it. So we're excited about that here in New York. 
Um, nationally, uh, there were some votes in Cali, ups and downs on the you know local situations out there with the dispensaries. Um, I'm still trying to catch up to a lot of that, so I'm not going to get too far into it. But uh, yeah. Um, also, I definitely want to mention we still have our sponsors. Uh, one of which is the BC Northern Lights family, where they make grow boxes to produce cannabis on your own at home, which is really a great thing, especially in light of you know all these federal. Uh, interventions into these dispensaries. You never know really what's going to be happening day to day with these things. And, uh, you know, you don't want to get left in the lurch. So producing your own medicine, you can do this for pennies on the dollar if you have the right equipment. And I think uh, for grow boxes, these are very top notch and well worth uh, investing in. There's the bloom box, the producer, the mothership, the nursery, all of these really great products, many of whom have won, many of which have won awards uh, in High Times Magazine uh, and, uh, you know, Hydro Convention Awards and stuff. And, you know, yeah, they're going to cost a little bit. Some of them are, you know, in several thousand dollars. But if you think about how they pay you back eventually uh, with a tremendous product, you know everything that went into it. You were there from start to finish. And I think there's also a therapeutic aspect to growing your own as well. I think life begets life and and the process of using these machines to create your cannabis is pretty awesome. Yeah. I hear that so, from patients too, yeah. Danny, when they, when they say when you're, when you're, when you're dying and you're in hospice to be able to take care of something that's growing and living can really lift your spirits. Absolutely. That's why they bring animals and, and things like that uh, to people that are doing that. And so it's, it's, it's really an important thing. And these guys have been doing this for, for over a decade, creating these boxes. Um, you can contact them at bcnorthernlights.com or 888-236-1266, 888-236-1266. Tell them Freeweed sent you, and uh, they've got all kinds of uh, helpful programs and quotes. And th- their customer service is impeccable. So give them a ring. They'll give you a quote on any of the machines, and they're willing to work with you to make sure that uh, your harvests are successful 24 hours a day, that you can call them anytime. So thank you to the BC Northern Lights crew, uh, Taryn and all, all our friends up in Vancouver, uh, for supporting the show and for doing what they do. And uh, yeah, let's talk about this latest high times. This is really a daring thing that we do with our August issue. It, August is typically not uh, a huge issue for magazine sales. You'll notice um, almost any magazine will do a lot of experimenting with that issue. Um, it's kind of on sale in the summer doldrum time. You know, our August issue is going on sale now, oddly enough, like mid June. And what we've done is we've put Oliver Stone on the cover smoking a joint. Uh, it's pretty exclusive. I mean, people know that Oliver Stone's a uh, you know supporter of marijuana and stuff, but for him to be wearing a tuxedo and smoking a joint on the cover of High Times is pretty amazing. It's, it's quite a coup for us. Uh, he, and he's talking about his new movie, Savages. And I read the book, uh, Savages, by I believe it's by Don Winslow, a really incredible book about uh, these pot growers that get uh, tangled up with the Mexican gangs and stuff in they're growing in LA and, and these gangs kind of try to take over their operation and very interesting, definitely some violence in the movie, definitely a lot of horticulture and uh, intrigue and stuff. And uh, I sure he'll do a great job with it. I have seen the trailer and it's pretty outstanding and there's some great pictures of him in here with the uh, jars of buds. It looks like almost like a, 
uh, a Japanese uh, commercial for you know scotch or something, but he's got like, these jars of buds. It's pretty cool. Hey, Danny, um, is, yeah. is is there any truth to the rumor that when you smoke a joint with Oliver Stone, you have to pass it back and to the left, back and to the left, <laughs> back and to the left? Yeah, I mean that's the thing. People forget all of the things that he's been involved in, but he wrote Scarface. He uh, you know directed so many movies. Platoon and JFK and and uh, the Doors and Any Given Sunday. Uh, I know I'm missing a bunch of great ones. Uh, a Sandinista, incredible one, yeah, I believe yeah. it's called Sandinista. And yeah, I mean he's just one of those guys who's an outsider in Hollywood. Even though he's made all these great movies, he's really, you know, kind of frowned upon by the Hollywood establishment. And one of the things is that you know the openness about drug use. And you know he's clearly. Uh, used his share of psychedelics and all kinds of different drugs. And that shows in the films, not just uh, in the movie itself, but in the way the movie's edited and in the aesthetics behind it. And, you know, even the tripping scenes and the doors are some of the most realistic uh, depictions of hallucinating. Chris Simonek who's been working with us for what, you know, well over 15 years, I believe writing a lot of the great uh, travel pieces and kind of gonzo stuff that we've had as the reads in the magazine. And he's now uh, our editor in chief and he's bringing a a really interesting aesthetic um, of having a read, you know, we still got all the great grow stuff. We got an article in here about taming sativas, about really uh, controlling the way you grow sativas so that you get the most out of them. Uh, by Eric Bixa, Canadian correspondent. We've got Nico with uh, Greenhouse Grow Basics, just best ways to maximize your greenhouses. Uh, Bobby Black reports from the uh, 10th Annual Doobies. Uh, an incredible article by Dan Sky about a 100,000-watt grow room in British Columbia. <laughs> and also an article about Columbia, not British Columbia, but the uh, the country of Columbia in South America and the cannabis of the Kausa or Kauka um, and how these farmers are basically stuck between these rebels and the army just trying to make a living growing cannabis and some really outstanding photography. Um, that article is by a Colombian lady named Diana Maria Pachon, and the photographs are just, I mean, they're like photojournalism quality, really outstanding. So we're excited about this issue. We really hope that people will check out the new the new look of High Times and you know the new sort of aesthetic that we have. There's plenty of grow stuff, plenty of beautiful pictures of pot, uh, strain descriptions and how-tos and step-by-steps. But we're also going to bring in some really interesting reads for people that may not be growing at all. So, And one thing um, I've noticed from the uh, the new layout, Danny, is no more of the like white or silver text on a black background, making it kind of hard to read. Right, right. And the text is a little bigger. It's easier to read. There's more white space and, you know, we went the route of many other magazines in uh, basically trying to find ways to make it more easy on the eyes and keep people reading and interested. And that'll keep them, you know, uh, active with cannabis. So, uh, yeah, so that that pretty much wraps up this issue. The August issue of High Times is on newsstands now. And again, you're going to see Oliver Stone on the cover smoking a joint, which is pretty outstanding, and a ton of great articles in there. And also an, an update by our managing editor, Jen, who's been on the show a few times about Amsterdam. A lot of people have been calling us and asking us what's going on 
is the cannabis cup going to happen? Yes, it's going to happen, but we don't know what's going to happen after that. So it's the 25th annual. We definitely want people up to date with what's going on over there. And, uh, you know, we don't know really as much more than anybody else, except to say that we are doing cannabis cup this year in Amsterdam. We're selling tickets now and, uh, we're going to, we're going to continue onward and, and hope that, uh, they have the intelligence not to, you know, continue with this disastrous plan they have for, um, reducing the amount of people that can go into the coffee shops. Yeah, so, yeah, the solution so, is not to ban tourists from going to uh, Holland. Oh, it's to legalize it in Germany and Belgium and France. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I do feel lately that we are headed back in the right direction. I feel like the pendulum is swinging back into our favor. Uh, a lot of, you know, the, the, the judge writing that thing in the New York Times here in New York has really changed things for the better for us here. I do think we're unstoppable, and I do think that this m- will be like Mickey Martin says, the, the the summer of Bud, where a lot of things are going to change between now and the end of the summer, and then especially in November, and it's going to be a whole different playing field at that point. And that it, you know, people always ask me like, how long before it's legal? How long? I mean, the truth is, it could be overnight, and uh, it really just takes people's involvement and just not taking any more shit from anybody, you know, and no more dogs are going to be shot, no more people locked up, no more families separated from their loved ones. And that it could happen overnight. And uh, that's really how alcohol prohibition ended. No one really envisioned it crumbling so quickly. And I think it's the same with cannabis prohibition. It could be over so fast, it'll make our heads spin. And then everything, everything changes. And yet everything kind of stays the same for, you know, for us, we're just more free to do what we do. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, uh, think- historically speaking, two years before alcohol prohibition ended, a very prominent senator said the chances of repealing the Volstead Act were like the chances of a hummingbird flying to Mars with the Washington Monument tied to its tail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, first they ignore you and then they ridicule you and then they harass you and then you win. Yeah. Right. We're winning Gandhi with that one, but, uh, it's the truth. It's, it's as easy as getting involved and joining these organizations and speaking to your parents, uh, speaking to seniors, speaking to all these different groups of people that could benefit and explaining to them that, you know, we are not their enemy. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, on that note, do you have that uh, Jordan Rock interview queued up? We yeah, can- we've got yeah. Jordan okay. Rock here. And we'll uh, right to that. I mean, I'm not sure if there's an intro on that or not. I taped it uh, a, a, over a week ago, but uh, he is Chris Rock's younger brother, which is probably a blessing and a curse for Jordan <laughs> because, uh, you know, he, he gets it from the comedy world that, you know, obviously you're, since you're Chris's brother, you're, you know, uh, going to have favoritism but the truth is it's it's tough it's tough for him to do comedy and uh you know stand aside from his brother's influence and all of that and he's a much younger much younger than chris so it's not like uh you know chris was able to impart a ton of wisdom about comedy into him while he was growing up i mean he's only maybe i think 21 or so now so Hmm. i guess without further ado let's uh queue up the Jordan Rock interview and we'll uh, enjoy that and we'll be back shortly after that with the strain of the week. 
All right. Welcome back, Free Weed fans. We have a special treat for you now, and we are going to talk comedy with Mr. Jordan Rock. Welcome, Jordan. Hey, Danny. What's up, man? I'm so happy to be here. Right on, man. You told me uh, today that you actually listened to the show. I love this fucking show, man. Wow, that's amazing. Well, uh, for people that are unfamiliar, Jordan Rock is a comedian, a young comedian, right? Yes, just turned 21. Just turned 21. Wow. Um, And Jordan has been working in the comedy world, and he's also the younger brother of another comedian you may have heard of, Chris Rock. Uh, that dude, I don't really know that dude, kind of man. <laughs> He's kind of cool. He sends me, like, birthday gifts. <laughs> That's it. Uh, so in relationship ends there. No, but for real, you are his Yes, brother. he is. His, yeah. That's my oldest brother. Cool, cool. Well, I'm sure that that uh, makes it a little probably tough in the comedy world. Uh, I tell people it's, like, the biggest, like, detrimental thing to ever happen to me. Because I, <laughs> I feel like I'm just going to be treated like every other... Little brother, right. and just be more famous for my sex tape than any, <laughs> anything I can tell. I'm the next Ray J. I just want a few more Twitter followers first. Well, it's definitely got to be tough. I mean, uh, you know, also being in the same world, the comedy world, because I'm sure there's other comedians are probably like, oh, he got this gig because he's Chris Rock's brother. And then at the same time, you uh, know. Yeah, that is, uh, there's people on my side at the same time. Right. Right. Well, but, uh, hey, you know, it is what it is, and that's great. And um, the bottom line is, you got to be funny, and you are funny. So you know, yeah, that's what shines out. through. That works it works out. out. <laughs> it is a lot of people that's going to think like, "Oh my God, it's like maybe that's why he gets it." But uh, what I do, I just try to come in every night and just show everybody that I'm trying to just be funny. Right. Right. And you have your own act. I mean, uh, you do some pot comedy. Of course. You know, of course. And you're definitely a uh, a connoisseur. Yes, I am. I am. Thanks to you guys. Like, you guys are, like, the great, the coolest guys I know. Like, I'm, people <laughs> wouldn't even think that my favorite friends to hang out with would just be, like, older white guys. <laughs> but it really is. That is funny. You guys are, like, awesome. Like, I am a connoisseur. Like, I just got into it, though. Right. Just got in. <laughs> Well, that's great. Um, well, tell people uh, how they can – if they want to see uh, clips of you, they can go to YouTube and put in Jordan Rock, right? Yes, they can find me on YouTube. I have, uh, you a, have few a Twitter on YouTube, Jordan Rock, just Jordan Rock Comedy, and I'll just pop up. I have pop about up. four on YouTube. Rooftop Comedy will pop up. And uh, my documentary trailer will pop up. I have a short film, uh, Ladies and Gentlemen. Jordan Rock is a film from a. <clears throat> it's a filmmaker. His name is uh, Mike Dennis. He uh, has a film company called Real Black, and he actually did my brother's first interview. He did my brother's my brother's first documentary back in '85. Wow! When uh, he was in uh, when he was in NYU, so he got word that I was doing comedy in New York. Twenty years later, and he was like, "Hey." It's only right that I do your first film. Wow. That's interesting. That's great. And uh, uh, so people can see the trailer for that online as well, right? Yes. Nice. Yes. And also, I think it's on sale already, and uh, you guys can pick it up. Oh, as a DVD? Yes. Wow. Yes. And if oh. you need it, you can hit me up on Twitter on for Twitter. it. What's your Twitter? Uh, at JordanRock843. 843. Yep. 843 for South Carolina, because I'm originally from Georgetown, South Carolina. 
where the weed's not that good. <laughs> you were just saying that before. You said down south, it's just weed. Right? Yeah, it's just, it's just like, I got that loud. You got weed? Yes. I got that loud. Right. And it's loud. like, what, what is it? Like, it's like, is it a sativa? Is it an indica? It's good. Right. They're not up on uh, all of that. They're not. On a general level. I'm sure there are people there, but. Fewer. There are people there that know, but they come from all over. They come from Cali and New York, and they just. Right. Educate people. Educate people. And, right. But the, the it's not. I don't want to get into prices, but it's just horrible. Yeah, it's, <laughs> well, it's just the scene is underground because I, I, there's no medical law. There's no. Uh, you know, everyone's kind of on their own and in the underground. Yes, and, it is. It really well, it's is tough. There are people growing, but they're they're mistrustful of you yeah, know, strangers. And it's bus. Just, there's it's a not lot like of Cali or Colorado where everybody's just sharing and having fun, and and weed is basically free practically. Like I mean, people share. Where in some places people just don't share like the way they should because you know you didn't put in on this. Yeah, <laughs> it's against the law. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right, it makes it tough. Oh, you have a Tumblr too. Yeah, I do have a Tumblr. Yeah. Rock Papers. Rockpapers.tumblr.com. Yes. So that's another place people can keep up on uh, you and your swag because <laughs> definitely uh, you're doing it out there. It's pretty cool. Oh, uh, yeah. I've just been, uh, I do a little reviews. I do, I just type in, I do my reviews. Like they're just quick. I do, I listen to everything. So I just pop in with them. I do my iPhone videos where I just like uh, video blogs for my iPhone. Nice. Uh, the last post I did was when Rihanna got caught smoking, and I just talked about how a turning point in everybody's relationship is when you find out your friend smokes. <laughs> so, like, do we like Rihanna more now? Oh, of course. <laughs> like, she makes her all the more hot. Yeah, was she coming on free weed? Like, can we get Rihanna? Like, yeah, Rihanna, you have an open <laughs> invitation uh, to come on free weed. She's she's stoned at the year next year. You know that we will. Uh, we will. What's that? She's stoned at the year next year. You know. <laughs> She what? She should be Stoner of the Year. Oh, next Stoner year. of the Year? Hey, it's yours <laughs> if you want it, Rai Rai. Get in touch. Interested in a lot of the uh, 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 yeah. albums that are out now and uh, Currency, you know, oh, Arlo and uh, Mac Miller, a lot of the stuff that's Mac out. Mac Miller's dope people. And it seems like, you know, marijuana and hip hop and marijuana and comedy are, are, are just very closely related. At least the cool people in hip-hop are the ones that smoke, and the cool people in comedy are kind of the ones that smoke. So I think it's like that in every industry, but in those two in particular, it's just obvious, you know? Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I'm sure you also uh, – working. you work at night. You work in clubs. Um, so you see a lot of people that probably overdo it with the uh, alcohol. Oh, yes. And so it's – pretty obvious that you know i guess i mean what would you say uh you know in the alcohol versus marijuana kind of debate oh man like alcohol is horrible for you man like alcohol hurts (laughs) that's the thing alcohol hurts you drink though right i mean i I do drink loosely like but uh i think when we smoke we end up drinking less which is a great thing you know in particular and that uh you know, you can just see when, I mean, you're working, so you have to, you know, have keep, keep somewhat of a clear head, you know, when you're when you're doing your, your act and stuff. And, uh, I mean, uh, people heckle you? Uh, you know what? <laughs> Heckling, it always happens. Like, yeah. uh, it just depends. It's crowds that heckle, but that's just comedy. It's just a night. Yeah. You got to go back and do that. I went to Harlem recently, and uh, they heckled 
me hard. Like I, o- I over, I don't really go to Harlem that much. I went to Harlem. Was this and the I- Apollo? Uh, no, I didn't do the <laughs> Apollo. I did. Uh, I did BBQs. It's a it's a Monday night room in Harlem. Oh wow! And I just went up there. and I was like, "Hey, black people! Like, <laughs> I don't usually do this that much. I'm just up here for more weed." And they didn't like that. Like you thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. That room did not think wow. so. Uh, heckled in Harlem. <laughs> yeah, they, they wanted me out of there. <laughs> wow, wow! I'll make sure it never happens again. Uh, what's your favorite club to play? Uh, my favorite clubs in the city are Comic Strip Live, the La- uh, Laugh Lounge NYC, and Gotham. Yeah, Gotham Comedy Club. Nice. I'm glad that Gotham's still around. I used to go there years ago. Oh, Gotham is yeah. awesome. God, I love great. Gotham. I love hanging at the at the Comedy Cellar too, but I don't perform there. Oh, cool. <laughs> and uh, I mean, what do you think of the comedy scene at the moment in general? Like the um, the comedy scene right now is pretty dope. Like, it's a lot of cool people that's just underground, like on the scene doing their thing. Like, it's a lot of people on TV that are doing their thing, but I think. The city it has a lot of talent mm-hmm. that's like to be seen. Nice. Like I have nice. a lot of people my age, just a lot of people a little older than me that are just killing under the radar right now. So nice. hopefully everybody will get their shine. Nice, nice. And uh, I also noticed like your odd future fan. Oh yeah. OF yeah. is dope. Yeah. And that's interesting too because I think, you know, they're changing hip hop in ways that you know the establishment may not necessarily be interested in, or or kind of up on, or, or you know what I mean. It's the new, it's different, and so and I think that that has a relation to kind of you in comedy as well because oh, yeah. you know you're doing something different, and uh, you know the establishment may or may not 100 percent accept it, but the fans and the people your age and they they love it. Oh. That's that's so. e- that's easily said because I've heard my brother told me one time like when he started doing comedy he wanted to attack the stage like uh, his favorite rappers so like I definitely feel like that because it's a new age like I like listening to like Tyler and all those dudes because like it's just like yo I want to be a twenty year old kid right a twenty year old dude I don't want to be a twenty year old black kid I don't want to be uh like a skate I don't want to be a hipster I just want to be me right. And, uh, yeah, that's what it is. Like, it's a new breed of comedies coming where, like, black dudes can go on stage and they don't have to be, like, they don't have to be overly loud. They can right. just be, like, it's hey, not hey, deaf comedy up? jam. Cool. I mean, that's something that's kind of, you know, I guess, you know, been part of comedy as well is that there's, like, uh, the black clubs and there's the white clubs and, and yeah. they're not, they don't really intermix it. So, uh, it's nice to see people breaking down those barriers. I mean, your brother, Always. obviously, your brother did it. And, you know, Eddie Murphy did it and, and Richard Pryor did it, but um, people like that are few and far between. So it's it's funny to hear that you bombed uptown. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, your, your favorite crowd is a bunch of stoned old white guys. <laughs> but I like, people my age love me too, so it's cool. I do prom shows. They have prom, like now Proms? it's prom season. Oh, perfect. So they have prom shows at like one o'clock after prom. 
Uh, kids will come after they're drunk, like all stoked. They're throwing up in the bathroom, trying to finger their girlfriends. Oh my gosh! And you're just on stage, like I like Rugrats. <laughs> wow, they're going crazy for you. It's fun. Cool, cool. Well, uh, what's your favorite rolling papers? Oh, raw papers, raw without papers. a doubt. I nice. love the uh, king size slims. Oh, perfect. And once I learned how to roll, uh, I used, like I said, I was from South Carolina. I was yeah. a total. A total like Dutch's blunt head, but then I uh, then I touched uh, a raw, and I was like, right. "Cool, dope, like cool, cool, right on." Uh, what's the biggest show, uh, in your opinion, that you've played? I mean, or uh, the biggest show I got to play, I was like maybe a year, two years in the comedy. I got to open for DL Ugly at my hometown at the Myrtle Beach Convention Center. Uh, like a wow. few hundred people. I don't know exactly how many people were there, but it was a lot. Nice. And uh, it was like my first year in the comedy, and I got to do that, and it was pretty dope. I've done dope shows since then. Like I've uh, I've been on shows with like Kevin Hart. That was pretty dope. Like tons of the top comedians. Like I followed them and like held my own. Nice. And like it's just been a fun ride. Nice, nice. Uh, who do you consider? Your mentors or people that you admire that are older comics or my mentors in comedy are basically like my family, like my older family. I always talk to uh, Chris for advice. I always talk to my brother Tony for advice. I always talk to uh, my cousin Sherrod Small for advice, and uh, they just keep me. Every time I call them, they give me like one piece of information, and I'll be like, "What do you? What does that mean?" And then. Later, I'll be like, oh, man, thank you. You were so right. What's an example <laughs> of something Chris has told you like that? Uh, he said, uh, there's no little Wayne of comedy. <laughs> I don't know what it means, but... Uh, Still trying to figure uh, it out. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that's like... You can't be a rock star. You just got to be a funny guy. <laughs> stay out there and doing it. Yeah, you just got to grind. <laughs> Maybe Cat Williams is the... Uh, the little lane of comedy. <laughs> maybe, maybe. That's Don't my, disrespect them, but he is cool. My, I gotta give my he's an outlaw. He's an outlaw. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. Uh, God, I have so many questions. Can't quite think of right now. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, wow. Do you have anything uh, you want to say to the Free Weed listeners uh, that may or may not have heard of, of you or heard your comedy? Uh, I'm just going to say... You guys are awesome. <laughs> Free weed listeners, I'm glad you guys had me on the show. Like, I'm just happy to be, even be doing this podcast. Like, I always knew I wanted to, like, just even meet you guys, like, wow. and be a part of anything High Times. I was caught reading the High Times and, like, books a million <laughs> when I was in, like, 11th grade by my mom, and she cursed me out. And I was like, I want to do this. So I want to just... Say thanks for everybody listening. Cool, and uh, cool. look me up. Follow me on Twitter, at Jordan Rock. Look out for the documentary, ladies and gentlemen, Jordan Rock. I'm in the city every night. Call Comic Strip Live. Call Laugh Lounge. And uh, ask for me because I'm on the schedule. Yeah, send a shout-out to Jordan. Follow him on Twitter and send a shout-out that you you uh, found out about Jordan for, on Free Weed. And with, I want to see how many people uh, – Get out there and let him know that uh, they found they they heard of him on Free Weed and checked out his comedy because uh, 
That'd be interesting. Uh, we actually found out about you through our friend Rob Cantrell, a mutual friend. And, uh, yeah, he was like, yeah, man, you got to meet this kid, Jordan. You got to meet him. And, uh, yeah, he brought you up, up uh, here. And, uh, yeah, we've been hanging ever since. I love Rob, man. Yeah. Rob is the coolest dude, man. Yeah. I love people that are just comfortable being their self. Yeah, he's very, very genuine. You yeah. know, Rob is Rob. And, and he's he, always he's been nice to me since Never I faking in. the funk, yeah. ever. Yeah. And, yeah, and he's nice, you know. Awesome all around dude. and uh, great comic great friend so shout out to Rob Cantrell shout out to Rob Cantrell I See like you, your bro. last tweet right here productively stoned it's perfect. yes yeah. <laughs> yes because I knew I was coming here so I was like yes it's gonna be an awesome day cool well yeah so f- everyone follow Jordan at Jordan Rock 843 uh, check him out on YouTube check out the uh, documentary um, check out his Tumblr uh, thanks Jordan thank you man thanks for having me Dan. right on <laughs> All right. Can you guys hear me? We got you, Danny. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, thank you to Jordan for the interview. And uh, we're going to preempt the cultivation segment to talk with uh, a cultivation expert, a uh, previous Freeweed uh, contributor and longtime friend of the show and of High Times and of me, Mr. Kyle Cushman. Welcome. Hey, Danny. How's it going, man? It's great, man. Uh, it's great to have you back on the show. I know you were on one of the earliest shows, if not the first show I ever did, because you've always supported me and all the endeavors that we've done. Uh, you are basically, like I said in that show, responsible for a majority of my career in a lot of ways. I mean, you convinced me that these things were possible, and it's just a great thing to have you here and, and be able to talk to you and, and know that you're thriving out there in California and doing your thing. Thank you, man. Right back at you, my brother from another mother plant. <laughs> right on, man. And uh, so, yeah, tell us, uh, give us an update on what's going on with Mr. Cushman. I know you're doing some uh, some grow seminars and uh, you'll be at the our, our Bay Area, San Francisco area Cannabis Cup coming up uh, June 23rd and 24th, I believe. And you're going to be on a panel as well that I'm moderating that Saturday at 5 p.m. So um, aside from that, uh, and of course, medicalmarijuana.com, right? Mm-hmm, yes. Um, the, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm basically adjusting to, to this uh, fast-paced lifestyle out here in L.A., <laughs> no more country living for me. I'm not in Kansas anymore. Right. But, so uh, different from NorCal, right? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a whole different world down here. But the sun is great and the swimming pool is great and the people are great. Right on. Right on. And uh, if people want to want to get in touch with you or ask you questions and stuff, they can go on that medicalmarijuana.com website. Yeah, medicalmarijuana.com. I blog there daily, and you can leave questions for me there. Uh, I also have a Facebook page. I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. Right on. And uh, you also um, have this veganic line of nutrients coming out. Is that is that a fact? It is a fact. And nice. um, we have a projected release date for January, but... Um, Nothing is set in stone as of yet. We're doing all the testing. We're trying to, to collect uh, all of the empirical data that we can so that um, there'll be no doubt in anybody's mind that it's just the best way to go. It's, I'm trying to create the best bottled nutrient that's ever existed. Wow. 
And I know that your your sort of nutrient regimen theory is always that less is more, right? And just to provide the plant with what it needs, but never to overdo anything and not, not to bulk up or beef up the plant with uh, a lot of extra nutrient, right? Well, the thing is, you can't force a plant to eat. Eat it. Uh, the plant's only going to grow as big as uh, its rate of photosynthesis is mm-hmm. being driven by. So the more light and the more all of your parameters are square, the more food you can give it. But you can't just stuff food into it. So, yeah, it is, it, it's a minimalistic approach. Mm-hmm. And what, that's... What, I've also found, what, what I've also found recently with uh, my switch over to veganics from organics is that um, the, the, the ecosystem, the, the, the root zone, is really driven by living microorganisms as much as it is by nutrients. Yeah, well, the microorganisms are there to break the nutrients down to, to uh, the tiniest level so that the roots can actually absorb them and take them in, right? That's just one of their um, the, the jobs that they do. Microbes do a whole lot of uh, different jobs from uh, creating nitrogen from byproducts to uh, cleaning roots and keeping the mycelia of the roots open and free for, for uh, to, to transpire, uh, to, 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 to respirate, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And um, so when you have a thriving soil ecology, you actually use less nutrients to do the same job. Right, because there's air... Um, you know, the CO2 is being taken in at a greater level and the oxygen is being released at a greater level. Right. right. It, it's, just, it's just about having a balanced, balanced ecology. Cool, cool. Well, um, what's your take on, uh, you know, feminized seeds and, and autoflowering seeds? What, what do you think about that, that whole phenomenon that's really big in Europe right now? Oh, you really want to get me in trouble, don't you, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, we can, if it's too controversial. A long time ago, I, uh, I, I, no, I made a statement, and I, and I said that once a Hermie, always a Hermie. And that's essentially what you're doing with feminized seeds is you're causing them to hermaphrodite to give you only female pollen, thus you get only female seeds. And it sounds like a great idea on paper, and it works most of the time, but it's kind of like a Frankenstein and you never know when it's going to bite you in the butt several generations down the line. You especially Mm -hmm. don't want to breed with feminized seeds. So the problem is, is that you're, we're releasing all of these, what I call mongoloid genetics into, uh, into the world. And then people are going ahead and breeding with them and it's further breaking down the genetic code and making the cannabis species even weaker. So if you really love cannabis and you care for the whole culture, you should not be growing, breeding, selling, or using feminized seeds, in my opinion. Hmm. Yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of growers out there that just want to plant the seeds, walk away, and come back and harvest, and they're not nearly as concerned as, as, as you or I about uh, bottlenecked uh, genetics and stuff. So, uh, yeah, it'll well, continue there's, to there's be... A lot of people- there's a lot of people that love general hydroponics and uh, uh, miracle grow too. Right, exactly. And, you know, to each his own, but those of us who know and understand what's going on can see 
the drawbacks and, you know, even certain benefits that might be drawbacks of certain things like this. But, um, you know, auto flowering is, is a similar thing. I mean, you're, you're maybe watering it down a little bit, but then again, now someone at, you know, 4,000 feet way up in, you know, Canada or Russia or somewhere can grow, uh, a strain that they never could have accomplished before and maybe even make hash out of it or something. I mean, there's, I guess I, what I'm saying is that there there are short-term pros and cons as well as long-term pros and cons. To there, is, there, there are pros and cons to every technology. As right. Ray Kurzweil said, um, there are inherent dangers with every technology, including the very first, which was fire. We harnessed fire, and it warmed us, but both at the same time burned down our villages. So... <laughs> No matter what technology you're talking about, there are inherent dangers, and uh, they, need, they need to be respected. Um, I prefer to keep things as natural as possible, and um, you know, that's just my personal belief and my personal challenge for going forward in the future. Cool. Well, uh, tell me about some of the strains in the Cushman arsenal at the moment. I mean, uh, you don't have to give up too too much information but what's you know what what are some of the strains that you you're finding to be uh fun to grow uh well i'm really loving the starberry um, starberry cough sure we, right that's a strawberry yeah, you know, cough i want i wanted to call it the starberry cough because it's a cross between the star dog and the strawberry cough but it seems that everybody mistakes the starberry cough for the strawberry cough mm-hmm. so i've decided to just call it starberry okay and this is a really, really strong sativa. Um, it's not a super high yielder, but as far as the medicine goes, it's really strong. Uh, I haven't tested the latest batch, but some's about to be submitted for the cup, and I'm predicting it's going to be somewhere between 21 and 24%. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Cool. Uh, any other strains? Um, second would be the Alpha Dog. Uh, the Alpha Dog is uh, something that I came up with, which, with, which is also a um, a uh, Star Dog cross. Um, I'm drawing a blank here for a second. Well, the shout Alpha out to Dog. shout out to JJ NYC and to our our bro Chem Dog for uh, for the Star Dog and all the the genes that come from that. Absolutely. And hopefully that gave you enough time to remember what you're, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what you were going to say. <laughs> have you been dabbing again? <laughs> I haven't. I'm not I, a dabber. Uh, we're not going to even get into that whole controversy, but, uh, you and I are, are both, uh, big fans of solventless. And I mean, you know, like I said, there's pros and cons to everything. Hey, I love champagne, but I don't drink it every day. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Cool, cool. And, well, uh, the, I don't know why ahead. I'm drawing a blank on that darn alpha dog. There's also the Cherry Lopez, uh-huh. and that one I'm still working on. I haven't done any entries or anything with it yet, and that's a cross between the Adonai Kush and the Strawberry Cough. So I'm working a lot with the Strawberry Cough and a lot with the Star Dog. Uh, I have a couple of Sour Diesel crosses that I've yet to really explore. So over the next few years, I should be coming out with a couple of strains a year that'll pique everybody's interest. Right on. 
right on. And if someone's in LA and they want to get that particular product, they go to Buds and Roses. Is that? Yeah, you know, um, I've been really lucky to partner up with these really great guys at Buds and Roses Studio City, and uh, I do a lot of consulting for them and uh, some of their suppliers. And it's pretty much the only place where you can actually find true Cushman Veganics medicine in in Nor- NorCal. And if you're in SoCal, you can go to uh, hillspharmacy.com with an F. Hillspharmacy.com is a delivery service, and I've been partnering with them as well, and they also have some Cushman Veganic medicine. Nice. Nice. Well, that is definitely great medicine, and I really, truly appreciate you coming on the show. This is great. Uh, if you have anything to add for the Free Weed listeners, um, ways to reach you or get in touch or any kind of thing you think we missed out on, let me know. I don't know. I just really want to thank you for calling me. I'm always here for you, my brother. And uh, looking forward to the cup in a couple of weeks. We'll all get together and party real hard. Um, just uh, check me out on medicalmarijuana.com. It's a really cool informational site. Um, it's cool. It's very interactive. You can actually like get you know hints and tips and tricks right from the masters there, which is really great. Yeah, and they've got a really good directory of uh, clubs, and we have a, a resident doctor, Dr. Jen Chaboya, and she can answer a lot of questions on uh, uh, specific ailments and specific strains and uses of them. And, yeah, it's a really good site. It's another really good partnership that I'm really proud of. Um, and don't forget, please don't forget the UF4A.org, the Unconventional Foundation for Autism. There's a lot of really groundbreaking work going on with um, autism and cannabis, and it's bringing a lot of relief to people. Um, and congratulations to uh, Connecticut for being the 17th state to approve medical marijuana. Yeah, yeah. If we get the governor in Rhode Island to sign that bill and the New York thing happens, then, you know, the East Coast might become the new West Coast. <laughs> Yeah, and they and they did that recall in Wisconsin the other day, so maybe we're leaning the right way. Everything is going to be good. All right, I got one more question for you. What's your favorite stoner movie ever? Uh, my favorite stoner movie ever? Oh, I I think I got to go back to the old days, the uh, the old uh, Sean Penn. Oh, okay. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Fast Times, man. It's like it's like the original. Yeah, Fast Times is great. <laughs> right on. Well, hey, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, thanks for being a friend. Thanks for helping me out and believing in me and uh, continued success. Best to you and and uh, all your friends and family out there. And uh, and we'll we'll be together soon at the Cannabis Cup. If people are interested in checking out the Medical Cannabis Cup. Uh, go to medcancup.com. So thank you, Kyle. Yeah, man. Congratulations to you and uh, much success. Carry it. Keep car- carrying the torch, my brother. Right on. Thank you. See you soon. Peace. All right. Thanks a lot, Kyle. And thank you to our other longtime sponsor. Our Can you guys hear me now? Yeah, we still got you. Awesome. Thank you to Ontario Seed Bank. Okay. If you combine our two sponsors together... You have free weed. It's there. You have your BC Northern Lights Grow Box, and you have your Ontario Seed Bank Seeds, and that's all you need. You're self-sufficient. You're free of any kind of, you know, uh, reliance on the black market, reliance on 
you know, dispensaries, reliance on delivery services. You can get this bud and grow it yourself. Ontario Seed Bank's been around for 10 great years. You can call them up. You can visit them in person in Toronto. You can go to ontarioseedbank.ca or call 416-255-5355. They're right on Lakeshore Boulevard in Toronto. Uh, Richie's there. He's got a whole crew of people. They're very uh, well-versed in seeds. They know exactly um, you know, what to uh, provide for each person's needs and budget. They have great deals, bulk deals, which are amazing, especially if you're growing uh, big outdoor uh, gardens. They cover. They carry a lot of incredible companies, including people who've been on the show, uh, Subcool with TGA, Ms. Jill, of course, with TGA, Team Green, Green Avenger, uh, who are uh, great people with with incredible genetics. They've got Cali Connection from Swerve, who is going to be on a future show. Uh, and who's putting on our party at the uh, California Cannabis Cup coming up. So check out medcancup.com. He's got Del the Funky Homo Sapien, Smoke Dizza. Uh, my buddy DJ Jacques is going to do the DJing. We've got a really fun party planned for that Richmond Cannabis Cup there in the Bay Area. And thanks to Ontario Seed Bank. These guys have been providing these seeds at, at great risk to themselves, especially considering the, you know, the Mark Emery situation and everything, but you can shop in person in a safe environment. Check them out. OntarioSeedBank.ca or 416-255-5355. They've got. Jilly bean. I believe some some TGA seeds, and they're going to hook you up. If you mention free weed from Danny Danko, they will hook you up in one way or another. I'm just not sure exactly what way. And uh, cool, man. Thanks to Richie. Thanks to Ontario Seed Bank and BC Northern Lights because it's a perfect combo for free weed, a grow box and some seeds, and you're, that's all you need. And you, you, you're never going to rely on someone else again. Um. Russ, do we have Mike on the phone at all uh, or no? Don't have Mike dialed in yet. Okay. Well, we can go into uh, the strain of the week, which would be the Haze Automatic from Dynafem. This is an automatic seed, com- uh, an automatic seed, and it's I believe it's feminized as well uh, from Dynafem. We talked about that earlier, but there are applications for this, and there are all this all the rage in Europe and Canada, and. They have yet to take off really in the U.S., but as uh, more farmers awaken to the convenience of growing cannabis plants that start flowering at a certain height, regardless of the light cycle, we're going to see these varieties proliferate. And uh, Dynafem actually has some sound techniques to create these things. They're not messing around, and these are, they're all very well tested. So for them to have a haze hybrid that is auto flowering is pretty amazing because, uh, you know, hazes as a sativa are one of the furthest things from auto flowering. So to get something that can do that in certain, um, you know, harsh climates, places like, you know, mountainous regions, uh, high up altitudes and, uh, latitudes or longitudes, I forget which, (laughs) I think it's latitudes, but, uh, yeah, the Haze Automatic is a great strain for that, and uh, a sativa, autoflowering sativa is pretty amazing. It's unique and useful and versatile, 
And I wouldn't breed with it, and it's very difficult to breed with anyways. So leave that to the experts at Dynafem, which you can find at dynafem-seeds.com. Flowering time on the haze, uh, autoflowering haze, is 10 to 11 weeks. And uh, there is some ruderalis genetics in that. That's what makes it autoflower. But it's easy to trim, uh, dries out pretty quickly, and you can harvest these plants long before the typical harvest season starts. So, you know, you're going to beat the helicopters, you're going to beat the uh, rippers, you're going to beat the, you know, pests and bugs and all that that you could get in the fall, including mold, which always comes around September, October. So harvesting these plants in, uh, you know, July, June or July is pretty outstanding. Uh, and in some regions, it's almost the only way to to go about it. So, Check out Dynafem, D-I-N-A-F-E-M-seeds.com to check out the Haze Automatic and many other uh, feminized and automatic strains, as well as regular seeds as well. They they service the whole community. So, all right. If we do not have Mike uh, Hyde on the phone, then I guess I'll go into my list of top 10 stoner movies. Yeah, we're still waiting on a call from Mike Hyde. In the meantime, I can confirm that latitude is how far north or south you are. Longitude is east and west. Perfect. The uh, Perfect. the uh, little stoner mind trick to remember that is that longitudes are always the same length. Ah. Because they go up and down around the globe. They're always the same length, whereas latitudes are smaller and smaller circles as you get closer to the North Pole. And bigger as you get closer to the equator, right? Correct. Cool, cool. Well, I'm going to go through these movies pretty quickly. <laughs> um, in my opinion, Up in Smoke is, you know, the number one. I don't know. There's too many great scenes in the movie. Cheech and Chong are the, you know, the originators. Uh, I got Fast Times at number two. I've got uh, Dazed and Confused at number three, which I, I just love that movie. I can watch it over and over. Uh, Friday at number four as well. You know, if it's on... I'm watching it. Doesn't matter really when. Uh, Half Baked, great movie. Chappelle, uh, enough said. Great ensemble piece. I think Super Troopers. I got to put that on the list. That's a really funny one. Uh, the Broken Lizard Crew. Nice Dreams, another Chichen Chong one, but a classic with the uh, ice cream truck. Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski is one people uh, forget a lot, but that's a great, great film. Uh, I guess I'll put Harold and Kumar at, in the ninth uh, place. And then 10th is all the other stoner movies out there. <laughs> because I don't want to pick just one. And there's so many other great ones. If we're going to go back to the day, I would put in probably Easy Rider. Oh, yeah. Easy Rider. The scene, just that, that one scene in particular yeah. where uh, Nicholson smokes for the first time is, is a real eye opener. I think I think that one scene probably turned a, a million or more people on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, you know, you bring up uh, fast times and, and uh, uh, days and confused. I always use them to explain the difference between a stoner and a pothead. And that is Spicoli from fast times is a stoner. He smokes weed, but he doesn't care much about the movement. Whereas uh, uh, Slater from days and confused, he's a pothead. He smokes <laughs> weed and can tell you all about it. Right. Uh, Martha Martha Washington was a hip, hip yeah. <laughs> She was yeah. hip, man. <laughs> so, uh, if we can't get Mike, I do want to mention we'll have him on a future show. He may not may or may not be able to call in, 
but uh, he's dealing with a lot of situations, so I totally understand. Mike Hyde, H-Y-D-E, is the father of Cash Hyde, or Cashy Hyde, who is a toddler suffering from cancer, or he was suffering from stage four cancer, leukemia. Uh, all his doctors really did not have a lot of high hopes for him at all. He uh, is a real cute little guy uh, fighting for his life, and now uh, Mike went way out of his way against the doctor's wishes to give Cash uh, hash oil uh, when it was a last resort. And his two-year-old immediately perked up. He wanted to eat. Um, now he's going through a tremendous amount of, of really radical ra- uh, radiation therapy and basically like, you know, stage four cancer type stuff. And as a last resort, Mike just said, you know what, I've heard about this hash oil. I have to try it. Um, he gave it to Cash to eat. You know, he's not smoking it, but he's ingesting it through his tu- uh, tubes that he was being fed through. And he had a miraculous recovery. And from that, basically, Mike has has created the Cash Hide Foundation. Um, he's got this these reggae runners, which are these these uh, reggae colored uh, child toys that they they give out to these cancer uh, children's hospitals. They're going to be in San Francisco for our event. They have a booth at the event as well. And Cashy's birthday is the twenty first of June, so they're going to be celebrating it while they're out in San Francisco. Uh, shout out to Dubons.com that donated 20 reggae runners to the Cash Hide Foundation. And you can check them out at CashHideFoundation.com. It's a pretty amazing story. It'll probably bring you to tears. Uh, and it's a miraculous recovery at his last uh, checkup where they did his uh, MRIs and everything. Uh, it's still really tough on him. And his parents are going through a lot. And the rest of his family as well. He's got a brother and I think a sister, an older brother and a sister. And it's just really tough on them. And anything you can do to help them out is great. It's cashhidefoundation.com. It's about brain cancer survival. It's about children with cancer using something that helps them. Uh, Whether you think it's a cure or not, uh, you know, that's not even important to me. You know that the munchies exist. You know, (laughs) anybody who smokes knows that that's a real thing. Even the people who make fun of us usually turn to that as their number one uh, joke. Uh, it, you know, it's the last hackneyed way to, to do pot comedy is to talk about Cheetos and Fritos and stuff. But that's only because people understand that uh, munchies are real. Yeah. And when you're suffering from nausea and you're going through these chemotherapies where you just can't eat, it could be the difference between life or death. So it's not a joke. And uh, check it out. Once you see a picture of this kid, once you watch some video... Uh, your your heart will melt and you will really truly realize that there's such a greater good that can come from the cannabis plant and we will have Mike Hyde on a future show and we'll talk about that as well so um, thanks to all our guests thanks to Jordan Rock thank you to uh, Kyle Cushman for coming on the show Thank you to our sponsors, Ontario Seed Bank and BC Northern Lights. Thank you to you guys, the fans, the subscribers, the people who go on iTunes and favorite and like it and comment on it. I really couldn't do this without you guys. And we're going to keep on growing. We're going to grow and harvest and then grow again. And we're going to keep it up. So thank you so much. 
fade up the theme, Russ. Live show complete, episode 22. We will be back next week with episode 23. Special guests, tons of fun. So join us. Um, not sure if we faded out yet or not. I could keep talking. This is the outro. I really appreciate you guys. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Twitter. Uh, hashtag FreeWeed. At Danny Danko. Uh, MedCanCup.com if you want to come to San Fran. Definitely pick up that August issue of High Times. 